Happy Monday and welcome back to Inside Franklin Athletics Podcast. This is the at-home edition number 765, I think. I don't know. Uh, I am Brian Powers. Chaz Hill is not on with us today. He apparently has to work or something like that. Uh, As a teacher, he has way more important than I am. But today we have, and continuing with former FCHS greats, we have with us today a 1996 Franklin Community High School graduate. He set the record for longest home run in FCHS history at over 700 feet. He has the highest fielding percentage ever and was voted best teammate three years in a row, which was remarkable. He moved on to Indiana State University where he graduated in 2000. He played third and first base and set records for most tagouts of people trying to steal. I don't know what the exact title of that is, but it sounds good. And also most triples in Indiana State history. So it is amazing. We have with us today, 1996 FCHS grad and head baseball coach, Ryan Firebend. Was I accurate on those? Um, There was a few that were accurate. Speed wasn't um, probably the triples would be uh, embellished just a little bit. Um, I, triples, I might have had one or two in um, in my career, but uh, that was only if uh, the outfielders or the the cutoff man uh, tripped and fell. Uh, mo- most of the time, just stop at second base. <laughs> you saw third base, and you're like, oh, "I'll get there some other time." Yeah, I just let the guy behind me. Uh, drive me in from second. <laughs> so um, how are you doing with all the quarantine? I know we had talked and you still are kind of going in, but how's everything going with that? Yeah. Um, the, the company I work for, I'm not in education. So uh, we're on kind of a normal schedule in a sense. Um, there's some of us that are still here in our uh, location trying to um, keep things going. And then we have a lot of people working out outside uh, remotely. Um, so it's outside of the spring post work is a lot more free time than I'm used to, um, mm-hmm. at, at this time of the season. Um, it's, it's eerily strange, uh, to say the least, um, work is traditionally, you know, what it is, but, um, once I get, you know, done around three thirty, four thirty, that, that sprint towards the high school to, kick up the uh the fun part of the evening um it just just isn't there for unfortunately right now yeah so Uh, what uh what position do you have right now and what company are you working um, i work for jackson systems we're a heating and um, air conditioning controls manufacturer um so we manufacture some products we we buy um products and and resell um my roles kind of um do a lot of different things um we do uh, our own tech support we do some engineering um, do some sales. Um, we're a, a smaller company in the in the, the grand scheme of things. So we're we, most of our associates here. We we definitely wear a lot of hats, but, um, but basically take care of the customer, whatever those needs are, in um, commercial, light commercial, residential uh, settings. Gotcha. Okay, so um, you here you are on here kind of twofold. Uh, we're going to talk about the current, the baseball team, the program and everything. And then we'll also talk about your career. So just uh, kind of with the baseball team, I know this has just been such a crazy year with with losing everything. I mean, I know you had uh, 
had you gotten started with practice at all? No, we were just a few days officially away. March 16th was our first official start date. Okay. Um, we, uh, <clears throat> in the off season, we're allowed two days a week to um, two hours maximum each day to have uh, baseballs out and coaches and coaches basically like to practice two days a week. So we'd, we'd been doing that since uh, first of January you know, so we were we were leading up, ready, almost there, ready to to hit that March sixteenth um, date, and then that was March sixteenth was a Monday. So going back, you know, four or five days into Wednesday, the, the prior week, that's when things started changing rapidly. Um, you know, for the worst, far as uh, due to the virus situation, then school was was going to be uh, put on hold for a little bit at that point in time, um, right. but. So, no, we had not officially started yet. Okay. So, but you had, I mean, obviously doing the the winter workouts and conditioning and all that stuff, you had kind of gotten a look at your team, at the new new kids coming along and just the team, you know, obviously that you were familiar with from last year. What were your expectations? Who were some of the players that you were looking forward to see their, seeing their growth and, and just kind of um, what were your thoughts on the season coming up? Sure. Um you know, first off, with our our seniors coming back, we had we had five seniors, um, and and all five it, it played a you know pretty significant role in the in the year before, some two years you know two years before. So um, for those guys, you know, obviously everyone's in the same same boat, but for those guys to spend you know three years here at the high school, three and a half, getting ready to go into that that fourth season. Not, not to get that. It's just, it's really tough. Obviously, they, they, they handle it well. They're just great kids, great players, great just human beings that that truly understand. But what what stinks in the in just the baseball sense of this is, you know, I've been here long enough now to watch the kids come in as, you know, really small, undersized freshmen. Maybe some talent, maybe not. Maybe some are a little bit bigger. Just to watch, to to get a front row seat of their development over four years is one of the coolest things that, as a coach, I can say I really, really enjoy. You know, there's a couple of these kids they wouldn't they wouldn't talk to a fence post three, four years ago. You know, they're socially awkward. They're they you get to watch them go through a lot of stages in their life. Um, they finally figure out where the weight room is. You know that that thing down by the pool that if you get in there and you start moving those things, you know you see some muscles in the mirrors and then in the mirror and they they, they see some benefit of that. Then they they take that to the field, obviously a lot bigger, stronger, and and they get to you know truly see the rewards of of their hard work over over the course of you know three three to four years. And you know some of those kids that their development it just it's it's in different stages, you know, they might be the same age, but kids hit maturity, you know, some, you know, sooner than, than later. And, you know, in baseball, they, they talk a lot about that 90% mental side of the, they say night baseball is 90% mental, 10% physical. There's, there's a lot in that 90% mental area that takes kids different stages to, for it all to really click. And normally, you know, you see that if some are a little late developing by the time their senior year, they're, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're mentally sound. They, they, they've got some reps out there. And, um, you know, we, we lean on our seniors tremendously, obviously, you know, for the, they're traditionally bigger, stronger and, and mentally sound. And then we can sprinkle and add some younger kids in there 
um, you know, to contribute as well. That that I think that whole combination with some good younger kids in the mix of some really talented, you know, just quality upperclassmen. Uh, I, we were expecting really, really good things this spring. For that, that's for sure. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's got to be just so tough, especially. I think. What about with the underclassmen? I mean, how as a coach, how do you handle that with kids who maybe I know that, you know, you've got one kid who's just coming in who's, you know, you're expecting great things from him right away with with Max Clark. And then there's other kids who are coming in and uh, you don't necessarily know what to expect or you've seen some things. You're like, I want to I can't wait to get in and work with them. How how does that affect the growth of your program and, and how are you kind of bridging the gap there? Well, that's a really good question. And fortunately, the, the the kids, I think over the course of the winter, you know, kind of listen to the message of, hey, you know, we're because we kind of, again, we couldn't wait to get outside March 16th, all of us. I mean, we've been on the gym floor, you know, hitting ground balls. It's kind of like, you know, ice skating with no ice, you know, it, it's, it, you you might be kind of performing the thing, you know, the, the task or the, the skill, but it looks a lot different when you go out on the grass and, you know, the, the fields are a little muddy early and just, just the skills that we really try and focus on and, and fine tune in the winter, it's, you know, we try and mimic the best we can life situation. So again, that's kind of what I tell them all when I'm like, guys, I think it looks pretty decent, but we're going to know in about, 12 minutes on March 16th when we get outside. And then, oh, by the way, now your your teammate's going to be throwing live to you on the mound. We're going to be playing. So you kind of get an idea. Um, you know, the first idea you really get is how committed they are. You know, is it a kid that maybe if they're, if they're not playing football or basketball, you know, wrestling and swimming and those sports, the kids we that are available to come to your workouts that you see consistently, you know, A, it says, hey, they, they care. They want to get better you know, and then, then they're, they're in the weight room. And so watching that development, um, at least we know they care, you know, right. they're, they're willing, they're committed. They're willing to come in at eight, nine o'clock on the weeknights to get some work in. And and normally there's not a huge issue that translating, you know, out onto the field in the spring. Um, and, you know, we've been fortunate in the last three to four to five years where we found some kids that it just hadn't all clicked for him yet, maybe due to an injury. And and kids came out as a senior and just had were like MVP type seasons just because everything kind of hit. You knew it was there, but it, it just took a little bit longer time to get to that point. And that's that's again goes back to why, you know, those seniors are super, super important to it just we were we couldn't wait to find that one one guy again and then sprinkle in some of the the younger kids. But far as bridging the gap, the hope we're hoping that when we can, you know, get that there is some kind of a summer season for the um, the younger guys, the returning, you know, your freshmen, sophomores, juniors. Right. Um, we're really hopeful on that. I I mean, I think we're still probably a few weeks away from knowing that if that's going to happen. Um, we, we hope it does, obviously, yeah. just for the player development. Um, I guess if one decent thing out of all this, we're, we're all in the same boat, essentially. Yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely, you know, even if a, a kid, let's say, is a sophomore, freshman, junior gets in there and he gets 25, 30 at-bats, that's a tremendous amount of experience 
for the next season. Right. We preach to them, hey guys, you know, we're we're mimicking, we're doing this drill, but there's gonna be a kid out there in the spring throwing it, you know, 90 mile an hour. So then yeah. you know, for some of the young guys, they just haven't seen anything like that. And it's the the experience you can get from just a few at bats or being around the varsity type baseball, it, it really helps for the, it, it kind of an eye-opening experience to a lot of them. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. Definitely. Just going from, from playing with middle school to high school is, is a definite big thing. Um, so who are some of the, the leaders of your team? Some guys who you were just really looking forward to seeing them out there. Well, um, our um, five seniors for sure. Sam Albright, Nathaniel Wettstein, um, Luke Neville, uh, Luke Torrance, and Peyton Newman. Those were our five guys I felt in, in different capacities were going to really, really steer the ship, if you will. And then, oh gosh, we have a, a tremendous amount of underclassmen, I think, that we're going to, um, you know, a couple freshmen I could see getting out there and, and, and throwing and, and doing some of those things. Um, we, again, I keep beating a, a dead horse that so we couldn't wait for that March 16th. Yeah. You know, coaches, that's our only f fun on, of doing all this through the winters kind of talking about what lineups maybe look like, you know, yeah. it's all semi-hypothetical and, Hey, what do you think maybe this kid can do? Maybe what do you think that kid could do? And, and so to, you, you just figure a lot of that stuff out really fast outside. Maybe mm -hmm. a kid looks good. His hands look good on a gym floor and then we get him out on the grass and it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. look like, you know, so, you know, and then there's some kids that maybe move up, you know, looking like, Hey, I think, you know, we could put them in, in a varsity type setting and and have them, you know, do a pretty good job and and help, you know, ultimately help the team win. If, if you're a freshman or a senior, that's that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. We'll get back to uh, this team a little bit later. Um once we talk about kind of your flight and everything. Um, so just take us through growing up playing sports in Franklin, kind of what you, what you played, how you got into it and, and just kind of up through, you know, up through middle school. Well, um, in those days, um, as far as baseball um, was, uh, you know, we played at local Franklin Little League. Um, you know, we'd do that season and, um, you know, if there may be an all-star you know, team in the summer for a few games and we would play that, you know, baseball, which, which little league was super fun. Um, and then we would that would kind of be, you know, the summer and then the fall, you know, I, I did play football, I think starting around sixth grade. Um, and then unfortunately, uh, mother nature, what, what not derailed my basketball career, um, due to being undersized and, <laughs> can't jump and, and relatively slow. Yeah, um, I, I had that trouble too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, it, was, it was like, man, I was really good in like fourth grade. <laughs> and I love basketball more than anything. You know, being a web spider, could love yeah. it. And, and then it's like, okay, decent player fourth grade. Fifth grade, okay, maybe I was the fourth best. Now I'm about down to the fifth <laughs> or sixth. And then squeak by the sixth grade, make the team, and then – you know, this the 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 trajectory of the basketball career was was uh, seen that one coming. Um, you know, I th I think I think this is this was both of our issues. Is we both w we would have made the teams like, and we would have been probably basketball prodigies. But the tile floor at Webb, I think, <laughs> on 
some of our legs. I that's what I'm going with. Well, yeah, well, you know what they say do defensive slides yeah. under an extra 15 feet um, <laughs> towards the towards the baseline there. And what's crazy is I hadn't been back in web for obviously a long time. And I have a niece and a nephew that just went through there and they they played basketball there. And I remember when I was in, you know, fourth or fifth grade, I thought that gym was the size of Lucas Oil Stadium. You know, and it had the stage and then where the locker rooms were, the, the neatest place on earth. And then when we went back, you know, several years later to go to their 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 elementary school games, I'm like, how did we even fit in here? You know. I can barely fit in the, in the bleachers, you know. Yeah, I went there. I was there a couple months ago uh, for a meeting. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go into this gym, see if the floor is still there. Well, the tile floor is still there. Yep. And, I looked and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I used to think this place was gigantic. And it is a little tiny thing. Yeah, it is in the, the same evil pull up bars over there in the corner that <laughs> I couldn't get the president's physical fitness because the bar was way too high or some other use. And there was, the, there's still that door up there too, that like mystery door that I don't know <laughs> yeah. why. It's like <laughs> a door um, that, that opens up into the gym, but it's just a, like, like why would that door ever be open? And why is it there? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Cause they don't wrestle over there. I'm sure there's an, it might be in a, another dimension or universe or something. But I, I wondered that back then, but yeah, it, so the so the you know that was kind of what we did though you know three sports and when we got into that sport you know we um, just kind of played those and enjoyed you know like I said the little league and and obviously the boys club um, you know for me that was that was the place to be yeah. um, when we weren't you know basketball you're at your elementary or middle school but you know we played at the boys club as as much as possible and again alluding to the the deteriorating basketball career in, in middle school kind of drove me to um, I figured out pretty quick that baseball was something I I was a lot better at so naturally I think I um, you know enjoyed it more than than basketball and um, so kind of just played football through middle school and 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 then that's kind of late middle school where I really enjoyed baseball enjoyed trying to work on my skills to, to get better to maybe, you know, at least make the high school team and contribute and in those kind of things. So you um, now you played with the Indiana Bulls, right? I, I did. Was uh, did. OK, I and I may be wrong, but did your dad start that? No, he, he did not. Um, you know, that was. You know, Coach Mercer, former uh, Big Jeff, was um, kind of in the infant, kind of helped that get taken off. And he was kind of, um, he kind of helped me get involved in that program. I mean, we're talking like 92, 91, 92, give or take in there. And when I, the first summer, I think it was after my freshman year of high school, you know, it was, there wasn't a lot else to do as far as, you know, wasn't a lot of travel teams that basically was it the only team in in our area if you will and there was some legion ball in different cities out west but um you know i was fortunate through a contact to be able to get on on that team and um the first year i played it was i wouldn't say a complete disaster but i was uh i mean i think i was good enough to be on the team but there was 
there was an uphill battle to to get some some more playing time far as far as the next year and um fortunately i was able to to increase my playing time if you will over the next few years um and then that that led to some opportunities as far as with with colleges and those kind of things um and the the bulls was was a cool experience because you know it, it was super fun we had super great teams a lot of really good kids i played with that were first round draft picks um, we had shortstop go to Stanford. That stuff didn't really happen in Indiana in the early '90s as much as it does as today. But the high school season—that's what—that's what was super special to me. Because again, those were those were my friends. Those were guys yeah. I'd grown up with, and um, it, but it, it was cool to do both. But the the high school is what my most, I guess, fond memories of of that time period were was just getting a chance to play with your your buddies that you, you know, grown up with. Yeah. So you're starting, uh, so you start high school and, um, your, your goal is to, is to make the, make the team. I'm assuming, I mean, was it, is it kind of to make varsity or just make the team in general? You know, at that time, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, everybody would like to play varsity. There was, um, the 95 class ahead of me was really super talented. Yeah. Um, not just in baseball, but, basketball, football, um, girls sports was super tremendous. I mean, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if the freshman year was a, a realistic opportunity, but I thought if I could continue to work, um, you know, and, and maybe, maybe get to force myself in there where they just kind of had to, had to, you know, to get, get me in somewhere due to, due to some kind of skill I had. Um, but yeah, they, so freshman year, I, I played junior varsity, um, okay. probably the world's worst um, junior varsity shortstop. Um, and but I do have some fond memories of of that. Um, we had a couple foreign exchange students that I learned a lot about their countries. Um, <laughs> um, it just just a really, really strange mix of people. Um, your former um, podcast guy, Benji Betts, I did get to see him hit like five just complete bombs as <laughs> as, as a JV All Star. Um, so it, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, but I but I was hoping maybe that next season as a sophomore be able to um, you know get on the varsity team in, in right. some fashion and and because that my freshman year I think. <clears throat> they had a pretty decent year and they started like six sophomores or seven sophomores, something yeah. really pretty unusual and be competitive. And then knowing, knowing that when those guys were juniors, I was hoping to, as a sophomore, throw my name in there or force my name, force myself in there to be able to contribute and yeah. um, get on that team. Um, cause, cause it was definitely some pretty cool, um, you know, couple years there. Yeah. So we were talking, I was talking to Benji and just talking about um, being welcomed into a team and everything. Cause you know, you're coming in, you're 14, 15 years old as a freshman and uh, you know, different school, different people, you know, how, who, who are some of the upperclassmen and people that kind of helped you and kind of mentored you? Sure. Um, one is actually one of my best friends to this day, Dustin Petticord, um, mm -hmm. super good athlete. And he's actually a, uh, been on staff with us now. I think this is his ninth year coaching right. baseball with us. Um, Petty and then um, guys like Brian McMillan, um, probably arguably the best athlete 
to come through our school outside maybe one or two guys yeah. um super talented um but what was cool with a lot of those guys is you know they just they wanted to be good too they, they knew we needed a few extra pieces on on certain teams to to put it all together and go out and be successful so they they didn't you know treat the younger guys bad and you know now we might have had to carry all the helmets to the to the bus and those kind of things yeah right i mean you can't get a completely get by right. not get getting it a little bit but um it just just knowing how hard those guys worked like mm-hmm. you, you know, either they were three sport athletes or they were two sports and just really committed to be to to be really good um so those are guys you just kind of um you know just get in and follow their lead and then once you kind of get you know if if you get to make the team and you get I, the one thing I, I did know was when when i got out on the field or or certain a bat that, that was mine i got to dictate how that was going to go um, right so they um it it definitely those those couple not like i said in just in baseball but there was a, a time period there three or four or five years where Franklin wasn't a real nice place to come and play in any of, if you were the opposing teams. Um, But yeah, just, just a lot of guys like that. And in fact, in the weight room, you know, you, you could probably remember about as well as I could, I mean, we had weights, but yeah, it was in the closet, you know, machine and, and, you know, so it it wasn't like we didn't get anything done, but it not, not to the extent that they, you know, today, yeah. Um, so you had um, you had Coach Hemminger, right? Yep. Yeah. And yeah. so, what was it like? Uh, what was it like playing for him? No, no, he was intense. Um, super good coach. Um, and the thing that I liked about Noel is he, you know, he would lead you, but but it wasn't. He he had high expectations of you, and it was, you know, wasn't every swing was a critique and every time you, you know, might've fielded a ground ball oddly or badly or terribly. Like he, I felt at least for me, you know, he would, he, he would help instruct. And when he, when you needed, you know, help getting back on the right path, he would, he would make sure your, your head was where it needed to be and, and, and let you go out there and, and, and perform, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it didn't feel like he, to me was another obstacle. So, sometimes I think, you know, just I wouldn't say coaches try and coach too hard, but you know that especially with baseball, you don't want to hear every time you swing a miss, "Hey, you swung a missed." Well, right. I, I'm aware of that. That's why I'm <laughs> standing over here. You know, and not that I, you can't coach your kids, but you, you gotta let them. You gotta let them. You know, instruct and help, but you gotta let them get out there and you know hopefully take some of the tools you've learned from them and and put them to good use and in, in real time speed and figure some things out on their own and 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 you know i can tell when i'm out there i can tell when a kid's struggling obviously Every, everyone can but i also can tell when he's making minor adjustments on his own you know maybe if that's moving up in the batter's box or moving you know, maybe he's struggling. He's just, he puts a bun out there and you right. know, the third baseman surprises him, fields it, throws it in the right field. So he's he, on his own. He's working hard to, to get out of maybe the, the funkies in or whatnot. Um, but uh, no, I mean, great, great guy. It enjoyed the, the heck out of playing for Noel. Um, and that was when I was growing up, 
that's who I wanted to play for. It was like, you know, I love baseball and I, I, you know, I knew who he was and I wanted, I wanted to get there to have a chance to, to play for him. And I was, I was very fortunate that I, I got to spend, I played JV as a freshman. Then I got to spend, you know, two years with him and he actually retired from coaching right. after my junior year. Yeah. So your, um, your, your sophomore year, you, you start playing, you play varsity. Um, and what was that like just playing, taking the field as a sophomore uh, on the varsity team? It was, it, it was really, really cool. The best part about it is, is like, again, we were really good and there was a lot of really good players up and down the lineup. So um, hitting was kind of my thing. Um, basically DH most of my whole sophomore year. I'd pitch a little bit here and there on like the eighth game of the week and we just need somebody to throw um, batting practice to the other team um, and hope when the other team hit the ball, we they just didn't all go over the fence or we caught them all. So that was kind of my rule on, 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 the, on the fifth game, sixth game of the week. And then I'd play a little bit of third base, but primarily got the DH. And, and due to some super talented hitters around me, honestly, it, it, I, I had a really, really good sophomore year, but th the other teams didn't know who I was. They right. didn't scout the JV shortstop the year before to know that was the Babe Ruth and the, and the waiting, you know. So, and with all those other guys around us, it was, I basically, you know, hit like sixth in the lineup and DH'd and hit straight fastballs all year. So, um, I did that well, but it, it kind of helps to know when, when something's coming that it, it makes hitting a lot easier. Um, and that year, um, Randy Phillips was a junior that year and like all the conference game, we just played one conference game at that time. And he would throw the game. I mean, he would pitch the game, usually strike out 15 a game. And a couple of us would half the time he would either get it double himself or one or the two of us would actually drive him in. So there was games where literally I think him and the catcher and a couple hitters could have managed the whole game without any position. But like it, he, he was, he made life easier on the defense that, that that's for sure. But um, that the, the media, you know, coach put me in the best position to have immediate success with all those other great players around. Um and then, obviously, as I moved on through the sophomore year, we we wound up. I think we won twenty five games. Had a super good year, but our sectionals just loaded. Center Grove was up right. in the top five. Ron Colley was was in the top fives. Um, Greenwood was really competitive. Whiteland was competitive, and and at that time, Indian Creek was in our sectional. They had a really really good pitcher. Um, so that sectionals for. Let's see. The, my junior, I'm um, soft, sophomore, junior year was about the best. You knew if you could get out of that sectional, you're probably going to get to the semi-state. Yeah. So, was did, uh, was, did was Zap there when you were there? Was he there after? No, AJ was. We're the same age. Um, okay. We actually played um, three years together on our three years. No, trying to think. Two years together on our Bulls team, the Indiana Bulls, and then. He got drafted after the 96 season, which would have been my senior year, um, first round. So he obviously decided to take to go the, be a first round draft pick instead of playing on our summer team, which I'm still not sure why he did that because um, we had a lot of fun that summer. No, yeah. That's where I got the battle with old Mr. Steve Ahouse. Um, <laughs> so we, we got rid of AJ and we filled it with Mr. Ahouse. 
that's a fair trade. I yeah, feel. I mean, hey. first round in MLB draft pick, Steve. <laughs> right. Same thing. Steve could run. He could hit. He just he totally. AJ could just play first base and hit the ball five hundred. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, AJ would have been you know same age as myself. Um, and there was, I mean, so many, so many kids. You know, like I said, at um, Ron Colley was just super loaded. Um, yeah. Sarah Grove. I mean, there was a list of fifteen kids that could have, you know, that well that bottom did play at the Division One level. Um, there was two of them that were drafted off that team from from Center Grove. But again, it was you knew it didn't matter what kind of season you had leading up if you'd won all your games or had a really good year. I mean, I think three or four of us all had 20 plus wins and it was the sectional was rough. It was extremely, extremely fun. And my, my, my sophomore year, we, I think we won our first game and then we had to face Ron Colley and it was like a three to two ball game and they, they wound up beating us and they beat center Grove in the championship. Um, But that could have, that game could have went either way. And, um, Everybody was pretty equally as talented. Just, just a, a lot of really good, really good baseball at that time. Yeah. So, do you remember your first home run in high school? I did. It was a, it was a so, I was a sophomore, and fortunately, the wind was blowing really hard um, out that day. Um, it was actually at, at at Whiteland, and I wasn't a real like I was a good hitter, but I was just a line drive type hitter um, mm-hmm. because it, it just my natural swing wasn't. Uh, and, and maybe I don't know if it when when I first got up to the varsity level, honestly, I was just trying to not look stupid. Like yeah. like this is like do everything is short and compact just to because I'm like, well, if I look like I know what I'm doing and I don't strike out a bunch and coach hears the ting of the metal bat and sees the ball moving around the yard. Like I got a chance to maybe, yeah, yeah. right. I, I got a chance to, to maybe come back and let me play tomorrow. You know, <laughs> so it, it's, I, and I don't know what, I just really tried to hit the ball hard right back up the middle of the pitchers mm-hmm. um, head at range area. Just, just try and drive every pitch up the middle. That, that was kind of my philosophy. And every now and again, I mess up and actually hit a home run, but most of the time I just, you know, really try and be a tough out, hit the ball, you know, square the ball up solidly as much as I can. Um, I I think, you know, I think I hit three or four home runs maybe a season. Um, mm-hmm. I let my other teammates like Brian and Randy Phillips and those guys, I didn't want to take all the glory. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you can't just. You're, you're a sophomore. Know. You want to be selfless. You just. Yeah. Want yeah. You don't want to steal the. That's steal why the you're the best teammate three years. Yeah. Ago. Yeah, exactly. That just my name. I'm like, I'll just keep hitting the base hits and let all them they yeah. hit the they hit the home runs. But yeah, they those guys could hit. We had several guys that that were just could really play. I mean, they're extremely good. And the cool thing was is most of my teammates from because like we talked earlier, the basketball career that was all someone else's fault, not mine. Right. Um, but like we were all teammates on the football team, you know, we all played together and we would just, you know, just, it was, it was cool. Cause we, we did want to see each other. Like I, I loved it when you'd open the newspaper and there's an article on one of your teammates, you know, everybody would like to, you know, get their name mentioned here and there. Everybody likes a little bit of, um, to have a little bit of, of, of fun in the, I guess you'd call it 
notoriety, but we were just having fun and and enjoyed. We we really wanted to win. We wanted to compete. We we had some goals in mind and and knew truly it was going to take all of us to get there. Right. Um, there was some, you know, some instances is when we finally we got beat our soft my sophomore year. Then we go into the '95 season, which to date is our only regional championship. Mm-hmm. We're hoping to change that real quick. Yeah. Um, but we were able to. We wouldn't have had a chance. We beat. I think we beat Greenwood first round. We beat a really really good Ron Colley team first game of the on the semifinals. And the final was against Center Grove with. Um, you know, five or six D1 kids and AJ was there. And, but we had to use a, a freshman, you know, to get an out in the, it would have been the bottom of the fourth or bottom of the fifth inning in the tie ball game, bases loaded. Um, and I think maybe AJ was up or one of their better hitters. And, you know, we bring a true freshman in to get that out. He Is gets that, uh, Tim O'Neill. Yeah. Yep. Mr. Tim O'Neill. Freaking. It was, it was awesome. I mean, but that, that's the thing. It's like, to, to put all that in perspective, I mean, every, you know, Brian and Randy, those guys played professionally. You know, I played division one level. We had a, a ton of other guys that were super talented in baseball and everywhere. And then, oh, by the way, bring in the 85 pound freshman. And now he can grow well, he, he, but like your season's riding on that one at bat. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's like, it, it just all comes kind of before you. And it's like, you know, Randy went the first game and then, um, you know, another former legend, Dave Huken, um, was uh, he got, you know, through three innings really good through the fourth and then had some trouble. And it was just wasn't probably going to go well if Dave stayed in there. And then that's when coach brought in uh, Timmy in there to to get us to. And it was like when he he got a ground ball, I think, and but left bases stranded the game was over. I mean, the excitement, the energy, I think we went out and pounded like seven, eight runs. We wound up winning, winning by 10 runs. We, mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't, it wasn't actually a 10 run rule. Cause um, I forget. I think, I think they were actually the visitors or they, they still had to hit or whatnot, but, but that was cause then we were able to use our, our ace for the last two innings of, mm-hmm. of the game. So it was, that was, that was pretty cool. So, you know, when you're talking about that season and that, that 95, um, 95 season, <clears throat> when you start there, you know, you've got, like you said, you've got those guys. You've got McMillan, you've got Phillips, uh, Petticord played, I believe, and yep. just all those guys who were kind of going into their last season. Was there – did you guys feel any extra pressure going into that or were you just like, hey, let's just roll and see what we got? Well, and I think – there was definitely pressure there, especially coming off the season. I think I wouldn't say we snuck up on people the the prior year, but I mean, I think at one point we might have statistically in wins and all that, we were better that year, the previous year. So I think we snuck up on people. We just kept winning. We just right. found a ways to win and, you know, whatnot. So record wise was really good. Um, and, and obviously coming, coming back that next year, we, it was like, in the, in the the wild thing is, is we knew Center Grove had everybody back. Ron Colley had everybody back. So the team that beat us the year before, the same starting pitcher was going to be back staring at, you know, yeah. the shortstop, everything. So it was like, all right. It, it was a and – it, and it was a tough year as far as 12 months to get back to that. And yeah. 
you know, it, and that's where Coach Hemminger did a really good job of not letting us get caught up in the in in that because we knew we were going to have a shot. Like we knew we had everybody back. You know, unless someone got several people got injured, it it was just set up. We you knew who was going to play pretty much where, and and it was all there. And so he he just did a really good job. And in his um, the way he handles things, it was just he didn't let us get you know, oh, hey, we're, we got this season, you know, in the bag. No, he, he, he made extra, extra sure that we knew that this was, you know, we were starting back over and kept, kept everything in perspective for us. And, um, you know, and that, cause it's, it's like, okay, you know, you're going to be really good as a team, but you got to wait three months before we get to you know, when you get to the single late single elimination sectional and oh man, it, anything can happen. I yeah, mean, it's, it's a ball bounce here or there, or you don't uh-huh. execute. It's, you know, on the, on the flip side of coaching, you know, now we've, we've won some games we shouldn't have, and we've lost some games we shouldn't have in, in sectional just due to, you know, some fundamental mistakes and, you know, the, maybe the wind blowing the wrong direction for about 10 minutes and, or that would have been a home, you know, it, yeah. but the, the sectionals, it's just a kind of, it's a kind of a lot of pressure anyway, just knowing that you, you know, if it's really competitive and if, if you don't bring your A game, you're, you're going to be in trouble. And it, but that was, the pressure was there. Um, we tried not to, you know, dwell on it. And we all really wanted to be just individually good players. So it was kind of like, Hey, if, if Brian or Dustin or Randy did something great, I'm like, well, okay, good for them, but let me show you this, you know, and it was that, it was that inner, you know, competition. We were, we were all best friends, but, you know, if we went bowling, like, okay, I don't care if you think you can beat me. I'm going to show you ping pong. Like it, it, it would get heated at times, but it was, everybody wanted, everybody wanted to be the best. Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of some – that's the things that drive the great teams, just that competitive drive all among the board. If you have one person that has that and the rest of them don't, that's not going to do any good for you. Absolutely. So, um, so that season, um, you know, you said you you obviously you go through sectionals and then the regional title. How did that season – do you okay. still that? We'll just stop with the regional. Do we have <laughs> to talk about the – no. Um, and again, due to the sectional was just such a such a bear, and not that the other teams were any good. We just pretty any any team who won our sectionals in the, those two years did make it to the semi state. But um, the regionals it was in uh, at Columbus North, um, or we played Columbus North. It's actually where in a part where Columbus East home field is now. But anyway, um, we got a really favorable draw where we were able to. I think we even threw off game one. Um, so, so, so regional, it was relatively, um, I mean, they weren't just cakewalks, but those were two winnable games. And, and, and we did, we, we, we played, we played pretty well. Um, in the, the cool part about that was the school was out by then. So we got to like, you know, okay, we could go fishing as a group, you know, for three, four or five hours. And then we go to practice and then we, you know, go hang out on our team. So those kind of things are, you know, a lot of the memories and the friendships you build doing a lot of the, you know, off the field things together. Um, 
And so we get through the we get through the uh, regional, and then we we're going to play in in semi-state in Richmond. At that time, we were actually drew. Um, it was four teams that we we drew. The number one team in the state was Richmond, and yep. it, it was uh, we played at their. Uh, um, it was a minor league ballpark at the time, um, where the Richmond Roosters used to play uh, back in the day. So, you know, I just remember, um, you know, just a lot of people in town and, you know, like when we left a day early to go down to practice, there was some people, you know, kind of lined up to give us the send off. And that's kind of when it hit me, like, man, we don't, we don't have people that come to our practices, you know, and like, like they come to our games, but like, this yeah. is, this is a little weird, you know, they're, they kind of send us off and we get over there and, and practice. And then we get done. And that night we were staying in the hotel and I, we get back. I'm like, when we got to the hotel, I don't remember anybody hardly in the parking lot. And when we show up three, four hours later after eating and doing all that, the place is just packed. I mean, like yeah. half the town of Franklin had came <laughs> in that night to, 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 cause it was a, it was an early morning Saturday game. So I, I remember that. I also remember coach, you know, beating on doors, making sure we were all in bed, not, you know, enjoying the whole town being in our same hotel and in, and those kind of things. And so we play, um, we get off to a great start, um, in the semi state game and Richmond was, was the better of the team. So we really felt if we, if, if we could beat them, we had a real, we liked their chances in to, at that time, you had to win your second game and then you go to the state finals. But, um, you know, we got off to a good start. It was one of those games where up maybe like four to two, but it felt like they hadn't had a base runner and past second base in three, four innings. And um, just one of those, one of those games. And then, you know, late in the, late in that um, game, they finally get a couple guys on and, and I'll never forget it. Basically a routine ground ball, two outs to, to petty cord. It just hit some like, I mean, he was sure-handed, didn't make errors, really good segment. And it's right at him. He goes to make the play. And it, I don't know if it hit a sprinkler head or something, but it hit and went like – like he didn't even have a – like couldn't even jump high enough to reach oh, Yeah, one of those. And two runs score, they tied the game. Um, that was in the – that was in the um, top of the – I think it was top of the seventh. And then we were actually were the um, – we were the home team. And – due to the draw, then I, this is when we go back to those triples, um, why I said nightmares was, I mean, I, same kids pitching, I had success off them really. I got a hit, drove in two runs in the first inning. And I mean, he, he, he throws fastball. And I mean, I clobber this thing and it, it hits the middle that a back there was a minorly part of 405 foot sign dead center. And I, I hit the middle of this thing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm chugging. And I, it's easily stand up double leading off the bottom of seventh. I, I get the second. I kind of just take a quick round, and all of a sudden, coach is like waving me to third. Well, naturally, I think that two people have fallen over, or maybe the ball scooted under the fence, or something crazy. And I, and I just remember kind of rounding second, and like the where where the fans were sitting was right above third base. So it was like coming around. It was like something you see on TV, like you're running, and just the crowd in the background. And like I'm running, I get. Second, I kind of hear like, you know, like a like catch. I mean, I started my slide and I just hear the, you know, the catch balls caught and like I'm just hearing these people screaming as and I slide in and just catch and the guy tags my foot. He's like, "You're out." And I mean, oh, it was like and and not it went from really really loud within like a split second. It was like just 
vanished. Like all the people just vanished. Like it, and I had to walk. There was the dugout was only like just a few feet on the other side of third base, and it just felt like, man, that's going to be tough to, you know, recover from that, you know. And and I don't, you know, and I understand why coach did because we scored early and we couldn't get anything going. I mean, we'd try and bump, we'd try and just nothing was working. So I know he's like, heck, if I don't get him to third here, I know it's going to be a miracle if we get Firebend to third. But if we don't, we're, we're probably, we weren't executing well enough with bunts and things that day to have a chance to win the ball game. But sure been nice if the ball would have went over the fence. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was but, like 397 or something. <laughs> right. So, so long story short, we wound up getting beaten extra. Like, I think we played 10 or 11 innings and, and got beat. But, Man, oh man, that was that was fun. I mean, and we faced a super good team, super good pitcher. Like it, and we 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 battled toe to toe, and you know it, it was it was it was definitely um, definitely cool to to be able to experience that with your you know with your teammates and and, and the guys you played little league with and and those kind of things. It, it was definitely some memories I'll I you know won't forget. Some are bad, some are good. <laughs> So what was it? So what was that uh, kind of dug out in the bus ride home after that? What was that like? Quiet. Um, not, you know, it It was just, I mean, it, I think it kind of hit us at that point. Like we, we were proud of what we did, you know. Um, and again, it, it wasn't that we were the, I would say we were the best Frank team that Franklin High School's ever had. We just happened to kind of get it all come together at the same time. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a quiet ride home. And the worst part, the realization for me and a few of the underclassmen is like, Hey, there goes 95% of your team. So maybe it was a little bit of like just sadness knowing that, you know, they're great people, great players. And, you, you you can't replace those that many people that year in year out it and and we didn't yeah. the next year was whoo that was my senior year was coach Mercer's first year here yeah. so um, we probably aged him by forty years just in, in a twelve year calendar span um, it it was and again having that many better upperclassmen you know the younger class there wasn't many there was no freshmen's outside of, you know, Timmy throwing a little bit, yeah. um, you know, there was no sophomores in the mix. It was pretty much all seniors, Timmy and, um, you know, a couple of juniors, but so not only did we lose all that talent, we lost all the experience. So, right. um, so you're, you're senior year. So you're, you're losing, you know, like you talked about all those guys and you're losing your coach and it's your senior year. So, <clears throat> what did you take as far as a leadership role? How did you, how did that fall on you? And, and how was that um, as far as a, a senior experience, how far, how was that different? I mean, it, it had to feel like when you're walking out for practice every day, just like, am I, is this Franklin high school? Like, am I, did I transfer schools? What, where's Phillips? Where's McMillan? Where are these guys? You know, it was, it was definitely a, a change, you know, and again, when you, when you, when you're part of a really, really good team, no matter if that's a huge part, a small part, you know, you're, you're, 
that's just kind of what you get to know and what you get when you expect. Like we expected certain things out of it. We ju we just seen that player perform that well. We we knew what we were getting out of everybody. So losing, you know, Coach Hemmiger was, you know, that that was that was that was tough. Now going into that season, we did know that that was going to be his last year, which doesn't make it any easier. But at least you kind of know what's expected down the road. Um, and it kind of helped. You know, I was excited for you know, Coach Mercer and, and the Mercer family to, to be involved with Franklin Community High School. Um, I had known him for a few years prior working in, you know, he was doing instructions and those kind of things doing in hitting. And and so I would I would go and, and train with with him and those guys. So it, that that was really kind of a, you know, really exciting for me that I knew I was losing a lot of my my really good teammates and, and we we had some younger kids that could play we just lost so many really really talented like right. we we were stacked every which way and um there wasn't there wasn't a hole in the lineup um but you know the it, it took a while i think to embrace being terrible i think if that make, makes sense um and it wasn't so much as we were that bad as well, there was just a lot of good teams around us at the time that it, it didn't help and again so many of those younger players you know that were fresh was they had no varsity experience so not only they're probably mark still coming in their own as a player now they're just getting thrown out there um and and it wasn't like i mean i think that senior class might have had 10 or 10 or 12 kids. So it wasn't even like there was eight sophomores that just got the dress. Like it was, it was uh, pretty, pretty much those kids hadn't, besides they'd come and watch the game, they weren't <laughs> any a part of that in a sense. Yeah. So um, that, that, that was, that was pretty tough. Um, I think I tried to do my best. I did, I did know in November where I was going to go to college and sign mm -hmm. a national letter of intent. So it didn't mean that my senior year didn't mean anything, but I did know my future was going to move on, you know, out, outside of that spring. But I, I would like to think I w was an okay leader, but I was probably still pouting a little bit, to be honest with you. just just at the <laughs> just at the situation I wasn't used to, yeah. you know, for a few years. And it wasn't so much it, it was kind of that way in, in football, too. We we were really you know Brian McMillan was a yeah in the top five for Mister Football like Randy was our Phillips was our quarterback Petty but Petticore was one of our receivers and DB I mean and we were we were we were just as good there in a sense and um, we lost semifinals of sectionals to that year was to Indianapolis Washington mm -hmm. and they were that was going to be the last year the next year they were going to close their school so. Those guys found an extra gear to, yeah. to, to obviously like, um, and and we lost we we kind of blew that when we had three or four fumbles inside of like our ten yard line. But credit them. But um, so we so coming back, you know. So I got the football season first with all those guys being gone, and, and we did okay, but we were significantly undermanned. And then so that kind of rolled into, um, you know, into baseball where it kind of. Um, you know, it it just it, like I said, it's a situation I wasn't used to. It wasn't like I we'd never lost, but you know, at least prior to the few years, any any day we went out there, we had a chance to beat anybody. 
Yeah. And that wasn't so much the case. Right. So you're, um, so yeah, talk, I mean, just about kind of touch on football. Um, you know, that time there was, it was that, that was the last winning season, correct? Until this year. Um, so what was the difference for you between football and baseball as far as, you know, your passions and just the difference in the, the um, team's mentalities and, and how you guys got along on and off the field? Well, football was a good, uh, by no means was I a star. I, I enjoyed it. It was a really good break from baseball. So it's like, you know, we work out baseball in the winter, we go play our spring season. And then at that time with the Bulls, we would play pretty much Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And due to, we didn't have the facility like a grand park in those places. So we were either in Cincinnati, St. Louis, um, Oklahoma, like Florida, like it was heavy travel. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I would get back, that would be over. And then I, so football, I'd I'd put the bat bag away and then I'd get the pleasure to, you know, run into one of Hossman's practice with not being there for the preseason conditioning. Um, he, he would hurt my feelings a little bit and call me a few names that, got me motivated. You know how he, he, yeah. he's a genius at him and Roger Dotson. But they, what was cool about those guys is they knew what I was doing. They knew I, not just myself, but Brian and Randy and a few of us, we, we were getting after that. And, and they wouldn't take it easy on us when we hit the door in August, but at least they weren't, you know, on standing on top of us. Hey, why aren't you here in the right. summer and those kind of things. And, and, and honestly, I, I appreciate that. I didn't, I didn't have high expectations of, always playing, but um, it, it was a very good break because put the bat bag away, you know, go out here and have people try and, you know, kill you for three or four months. And then you kind of get, get back in football shape, but oh, football was fun Pl- playing on Friday nights, you know, running out of the, 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 the kind of the tunnel deal there with the, you know, with all the lights and the crowd that, that was, you, you couldn't, I couldn't hear anything once the game got started, but the, leading up to the, you know, kind of national anthem and all that was just, oh man, that was, I, I tell our baseball guys all, I'm like, that, that's just a cool experience. Like yeah. I'm not saying everybody has to play football, but that's, you know, cause baseball, we, we play in April, half of May, it's 12 below zero. So, you know, with the social distancing, I thought we were going to be okay when they say you can't have more than 10 people in the stands. Cause that pretty much looks like April for baseball. So, you know, it, it was, it's just really cool to see. Now, once the weather flips, we get, you know, we get good crowds, but man, that, you know, when you see your mom come to your baseball game and, you know, winter, you know, pull over and blankets, yeah. like blankets are a hot item there in April, um, <laughs> out of, especially out of Mercer Field, ours up on the hill. It's pretty windy and, and yeah. chilly there for, there for a little bit. I, I try to, I wouldn't say be like a tough leader, but I don't want to be the guy that the coach is standing out there with your players. And I got four coats on and toboggans and <laughs> mittens, you know, that's what yeah. Petty court does at first base. He, <laughs> he's got no shame. He, he's, he's a smaller guy though. So he, he is. I, I do. <laughs> us little guys, we, uh, we're kind of, we're kind of soft sometimes. I tell you what I have in, I have, I have some more insulation. I won't dispute that, but man, it gets cold. And, and sometimes hopefully you stand out there for some long innings and then you try and walk back to the dugout and it's like, my knees are frozen. Like, you know, it's, you know, it's, it, it definitely, uh, well, 
your knees are frozen because the joints are gone or because the muscles are gone because we played on the tile floor. It all, yep, comes back back. It, it all goes back to the web spiders day. <laughs> um, so you go, you graduate, um, and you go to Indiana State. Just kind of talk quickly about your Indiana State career and, and what you learned playing. You know, Indiana State, it was a um, super, super cool experience. Um, uh, my coach had been there a long time, um, Bob Warren. The field's named after him now. Um, the other cool part is one of my assistants back then is the current Indiana State head baseball coach. So mm -hmm. still feel like you got some ties there, which is, which is cool. And we've had a few players recently go over there and play and have – have a lot of success. So that's, that's been cool to see as far as me coming as a player. It was an eye opening experience. Um, I was a, what I consider a pretty good high school player. I thought I worked hard and, you know, they gave you a little bit of scholarship money. I show up there. I'm like, Oh Lord, these, these guys are all are really good. Like, you know, they're all three sport athletes, you know, and, um, and again, that, that took a little while to, to get in there and, and figure out that, okay, you, you, you can, you can make this. Now it's going to take a lot of work. Right. Um, you know, freshman year made, made, I was able to dress and, and those things. And I, I played a little bit. I would DH and play some, I, I didn't redshirt, but I got, I got to play a little bit. Um, the cool thing is, and, and probably the best experience was in college is they send you out in the summer to different cities to play. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, you've heard of Cape Cod league yeah. and baseball and those kind of things. I, I wasn't sent to the Cape um, for good reason, um, but I actually got to play in um, Central Illinois for two summers, and then my junior, I got to play in a in a wooden bat league in California. Cool. So that was that was a real. It, it's still a league going on today, but the the collegiate summer baseball circus, you know, they they put a handful of guys from or a handful of schools. Like I played with guys from University of Evansville, Illinois State, kind of all over. You'd have a few. SEC kids sprinkled in, but so then they throw you all together. You live together and you play 60 games that summer. Yeah. Um, and they, they get you a job at a local, uh, I worked at a zoo. Um, we say work, that, that would be a stretch. We, we got paid by the zoo. Yeah. We'd go and weed flowers and stuff for a few hours and just enough to survive. And then you'd go lift weights at that point. And then, uh, well, actually I um, was Decatur, Illinois. And that was where Millican college is. Mm -hmm. So we were able to use their facilities, the okay. lifts and those kind of things. And then, and then that, that was just kind of what, so there was really no break. Um, and then my first two years, spotty playing time, um, had some really, really talented kids in front of me and I stayed at it, kept working and I was able to start as a junior and senior, which was um, really rewarding and got to play with, several guys that you know were drafted and a few that played professionally for some time and and that was always cool when they would come back locally with the reds or st louis cardinals and be able to go over and, and watch a watch a former teammate play that's that's pretty cool was um did brian mcmillan go to indiana state no he went to evansville, evansville. okay yeah, I didn't he's a year older than me. yep he was uh and that was even weirder as we play each other so this yeah was one of my best friends and like he was a year older, so he had a really good freshman year there. And I come to Indiana State as he's a sophomore, and we're playing. And my coach, they just can't get him out. Like Indiana State can't get, him. and they're like asking me, they're like, "What is this dude's weaknesses?" And what I'm like, oh, I I don't know. Do I do I like this is one of my best friends? I kind of <laughs> like, all right. I guess I'll try and help 
us figure out so we can kind of win. I'm like, well, quit throwing to him, A, because he's hit every ball in the in in the trees. Like that year he hit like 17 or 18 home runs as Jeez. a sophomore. Just absolutely he was all conference. I don't I don't see how he wasn't Missouri Valley player of the year. And back then like Wichita State was still in the Missouri Valley, Creighton. Um so it was it was really, really competitive. But Probably the the most things I remember or the one of the biggest things I remember out of college baseball was sitting on a bus for 25 hours a day for like six straight months. Um, oh Lord, my freshman year first road trip was from Terre Haute, Indiana to McNeese State University, which is in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh. Um, and I don't know that we got off the bus. I think on the way down we did. I think we stopped. We stayed the night, then rolled in the next morning. But on the we played, you know, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We had a Sunday afternoon game, and we drove straight from there all the way to Terre Haute. We rolled in there at six thirty, seven in the morning, and coach yeah. was like, "All right, you guys better be at your eight o'clock class." I'm like, we haven't like been off a bus, and it was like seventeen hours. But those are we play a lot of cards, and, and yeah. And, and we didn't have the smartphones, so it was right. I was gonna say it'd be a lot different than it is now. It was like the the, the Stone Age, but but you know, that, a lot of the things that that I enjoyed were were just those times. And I mean, you were getting to travel virtually on a school. You know, they were obviously paying for that, and you get to kind of go out and play a play a game and and have those you know kind of pay for that. And it, it was it was. It was a lot of fun. It, it was extremely tough to, yeah. to, to play and be successful, but very, very rewarding at the end of the day. So um, looking back on, on your high school experience, who were some of the, the teachers and coaches that you just look back on with just such fondness? And, and well, kind of the first, first one would be, uh, you know, Mr. Hossman. He's been a guy that anytime I thought I was – kind of maybe getting an inflated head or thought I was something. He, he was the first guy to make sure he reminded me that he, that I wasn't <laughs> in a very nice professional manner. No, he, 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 he would always just put you in your plate. You're like, man, that guy's probably right. I'm not anything special. You know, just, he just kept pushing it, always pushing it. Um, enjoyed um, playing for big Jeff Mercer. Um, you know, it's cool to see because when they, when he got here, you know, you know, Jeff and Daniel, Anthony wasn't even born. Um, mm -hmm. And Joe, I don't think at that time, you know, so to, to grow up with those guys and get to get to know them. And, and that, that was super cool. Um, the honestly, two of the most, you know, and, and then obviously playing with coach him, I've known him virtually since fifth, we grew, we used to live in the same subdivision and they moved when I got, I think in middle school, but I'd always known him. Um, but you know the the two teachers you had one of them on the other day was you know Mr. Bardwell, um, that guy so many fond memories of, yeah. of him and how he just treated people and and the other one was was Doug Drenth that guy mm -hmm. was um, just uh, just one of those guys you like to be around um, obviously you well my physique I wasn't a very good runner but in the winter he'd let me run with those guys just to not get completely um overweight you know but but those guys just they're just really good people they were um they, they just guys that you wanted to be around even when Hossman would chew you out you're like man i i 
I still like you and I appreciate, I know, I know what you're trying to do for me type stuff. And as a coach, that's the one thing I really try to do is be somebody those guys want to be around. I mean, at the end of the day, X's and O's is important and we need to win. We need to be successful, but you know, I'm not, not saying we're going to be best friends, but you know, as an environment, what we do out there is something that they really want to be a part of. And, um, you know, you kind of gauge that as when the senior class leaves, you know, do you hear from them, you know, when you, the next season, do they come back and watch you play right. your games? And, um, you know, we have a few of them that are coaching with me now, even yeah. guys. So I think in that sense, we're doing okay. Um, but that's just, I, I was very, very fortunate just to play with a lot of, a lot of guys that really wanted to be good. And they expected, we expect a lot of each other than, and obviously the, coaches and in my day we were extremely extremely fortunate to have the the coaches we we had back then and and today franklin community high school's um been doing great things and i kind of you know we know people who are more around our age that don't always get up to the sports and those kind of things and they sometimes they forget like oh remember that one year 25 i'm like well yeah we've actually won 17 more of those since (laughs) yeah once you come up and take a peek there's a lot of you know a lot of great things yeah a lot of in women's and men's sports it's 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 doing great things and going to continue to do great things yeah so it's interesting you say that because so we do something on here we talked about the uh the leave a question and uh, so the person who was on before you has a question uh, or left a question. So we'll have you leave a question. I think the next person we have is going to be potentially uh, Michael Krasinoy. Yeah, so for, for him, uh, we'll have that. But the question that it was left for you is from Benji Betts, <laughs> of course, the legend. He is and, a legend. <laughs> and he said, what's it like? going from playing here, leaving, and then coming back, and now you're coaching here. What's that been like and and, and the adjustment and everything? Well, that's a really good question from Mr. Bay. I know. It's really surprising. Um, you know, it's it, it's super cool, to, to just be honest. Um, in, in high school sports, you know, there's just days that are, that are tough. You know, there's – especially with baseball, we're either – staring at the weather or, you know, we, we, we got to do some field duty. A lot of things that aren't quite as fun or um, there's just a lot of difficult days, you know, long days, not just for myself, players, coaches, weather, it's cold, all that. But um, it, it is cool. Like it just, you know, to, I, now obviously I didn't play myself on this field, um, the current one, cause we played at Crow Field. Um, but it was, it, it, it's an honor first off. And it's, it's something that means a great deal to me. It, it, it makes the sacrifices I make with, you know, my family and personal life, very, very easy. Not that I'm like just sacrifice the children, nothing that they do matters, but at least for a two or three month period. Sure. Um, like it just, it, it means a lot. And what's cool is it means a lot to, you know, my, my nephew um, came through the ranks and he, Tyler, um, Tyler Urban's his name. He played, played at the high school and went on playing college and he's married now and back and he's coached, I think three or four years with us elite four years, I think, um, you know, Dustin Petticord's been there for, this is his ninth year. 
Um, we had first year guy, uh, Jeremy McKinney was going to help our staff this year, pitching coach, uh, help with pitchers. And we have our pitching coach back, Dalton Carter, two years, another good friend, Chad Brown's helped us for probably four or five years. So, um, I'm sure it, so it means a lot to me and we found a lot of other people. It means a lot to, to, and I think it, that's the one thing I hear a lot when I talk to other coaches throughout you know, the areas getting good assistance is tough for them. And, and it is just due to the time, time restraints and it's long nights and all that. And so I've been extremely fortunate. Um, Travis Miles coached with us for four years, you know, up until this year and just getting guys like, like all those I just mentioned that, that are willing to come out anytime they'll do anything for the kids, you know, and it, so not every single coach is a former player, but, about 90% of them is. So it's, we enjoy, like, like in, in 2013, when we finally won the sectional, since I was assistant that year, I took over the next season. But like when watching those kids dogpile, I mean, it felt like 1995. Now I didn't do it because I weigh a lot. I didn't want to hurt somebody for the regional. But I mean, Dustin and I, Petty was on the staff and it was just like, I don't think I quit smiling for a week. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, I was just so excited for those kids to have that. And it had been a long time since him and I got to do that, but it, so their success is our success, but kind of, you know, we're just, we're just happy for you. Like, you know, I guess that, but, but very good question from Minji. It it means a great deal. And it's, it's definitely an honor to, um, to coach where you played for sure. Right. And just, I mean, because I think, with a situation like you're in, you just feel um, you feel like an ownership of the program because you put so much into it when you were there that it's something that you feel a part of, and now it's your program. And so you want to you want it to do well because you know what you put into it, and you know what you wanted it to be, and now you've got what you you've got it going in the direction that you want it to go. We we. I would say we like the direction again, and this goes back to the, the senior class and, and kind of the disappointment of this season is, is just watching, getting a front row seat to all these kids development is just, I mean, there's the days I sit back and like, man, this guy two years ago couldn't catch. Like, I mean, that, that's a little extreme, but it's like yeah. just watch them come into their own and like they, they change, you know, the physically they, you know, when they come in as freshmen, you know, when it became around the springtime and we talk about prom and this and that, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Two years later, like, coach, when are we going to talk about prom? Like, it, you know, just the, the, their life changes, you know, and they get older. And the scariest part is when they start driving. You know, I'm like, oh, Lord, please let me know when you're not, when you get your driver's license so I can stay clear. Because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but those those stages in life and watching them grow, it, it's it's like I said, I get a different perspective than, you know, people that maybe, you know, don't coach or teach get to get to see these the kids develop and what what kind of great people they they turn in. And, and it's it's definitely very, very rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Last question we've got. This is Chaz's question. Um, and then did you have a, did you have a question for Mike? Crash? Yeah. Um, as we used to call him crash cause he was a little tiny guy. Um, he was a monster. Um, I would like to know, 
um, just have Mike, because at the time Mike um, was a, was talented. He was a uh, you know a tight end defensive end, and we didn't have many of those get the opportunity to play Division One football. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question would be him is um, just how rewarding was that knowing coming from Franklin Community High School in those days that we just didn't have a lot of D1, not necessarily we didn't have any, but not many um, skilled position guys in a long time it just, in football had got the opportunity to play at a Big Ten school and, and get a college scholarship. So I'd like to truly get his opinion. It's, it's been about 25 years, so I can't remember um, how that felt to, to get that opportunity to play at University of Illinois. Okay. All right. We will, uh, we'll ask him that. So last question. Um, Chaz is a big movie guy. So he usually asks these questions. So I got to ask him, ask for, um, what are like three or five movies, three or five of your favorite movies that you really like? Sure. Probably my all time favorite would be uh, saving private Ryan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I like world war two stuff. Yeah. Um, that's a, um, it's kind of weird. My movie, like I like, movies that basically just things that I've already had. Like I know the outcome, like Titanic, I think is a great movie. Like, I don't know if I don't like to wait in a suspense and figure out what's going to happen as I go. It's kind of like, I, I like to know the outcome at the end and I'll still, you know, I'll still watch it. Um, obviously Hoosiers right. you know, growing up in this area and being the basketball star that I was, um, you know, that was um, just remembering those days that, you know, at that time. And, and even when we were younger, that the whole week revolved around when the basketball game was type thing. Um, that's, that's an all time favorite. Um, uh, I really liked 42, uh, the Jackie Robinson story that, um, man, it puts a lot of things into perspective on, you know, how things used to be and, and, and how much a guy is willing to give to be able to play, a sport that he, you know, loves. And, you know, obviously baseball is a sport that, that I personally love. It's, it's like, you want to talk about being committed. Like that's, that's a really good story on kind of the, the, the trials and things that he went through to, to just to be able to play, uh, um, you know, baseball, those, those would be the three or four, probably my, my all time favorite. Um, can I ask Chaz a question, even though he's not here? Yeah. What's what's Chaz's favorite movie? So I think Chaz's actually is uh, Back to the Future, but I don't know. Okay. We'll have that on. Right. You, you asked uh, Back to the Future. That's a great show too. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie, all time. So, all right. Well, hey Ryan, thank you so much for spending this time with us, um, and uh, just for for all you do for FCHS. I know as coach how much time that takes up with a full-time job and then a, a family and everything like that. So we appreciate that. And just kind of taking us back a little bit. We Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I do appreciate what you guys do. That's, that's cool to bring in some old timers and, and some, some recent graduates and those, and just kind of, you know, talk about the, the, the old, the old days. And, and hopefully we'll be back on here down the road talking about some successes that maybe we'll dive into next year. No kidding. So, all right. Well, uh, hopefully everything turns out well for you in this quarantine and, uh, and we look forward to, uh, to a great season for you guys next year. So, all right. Well, we, we appreciate what you guys do. Thank you very much. And, uh, we will see you guys later.
some point uh, with a couple more guests. And if you are a former FCHS athlete um, and you want to be on and just kind of talk about some of the old times, just let us know and we will get you on here as we've got a lot of free time. So uh, <laughs> Chaz Hill, I am Brian Powers. This is Inside Franklin Athletics and we will see you later.